welcome to Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. The only professional wrestling podcast in the world where pro wrestling is discussed passionately, with confidence, with great knowledge, and most of all, in the most sophisticated way. So brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, because chaos is about to be unleashed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast and Paint Train Pipe Bomb Productions. As usual, I am Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and it is my honor and privilege to welcome you, the co-founder and promoter of Legacy Texas Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the one, the only, Carl Knight. Carl, welcome to the show. God bless you so much, and thank you for coming on, my friend. Wow. That's uh, that's quite the hype. I, I appreciate that, um, and, and God bless you as well. Thank you for having me. Well, when you asked me that you you wanted to be on, you know, I was so honored because, you know, last week I had Mr. Kyle Hessler on, who's the owner and promoter of Pele Pro. Good and you have been you've been involved so much with Pele Pro. And I want to help build this show. I want to help, you know, like help everybody. I feel like it's a help you help me situation. You know, exactly. at the end of the day, it's a blessing. Yes. It, you know. And, you know, the, the help you help, help you help me mentality is uh, pretty much how I've, I've been able to sustain myself in this business. Um, a good friend of mine, Keith Roberts, one told me one day that it's a, uh, you know, one hand washes the other. So mm -hmm. uh, because I was God, doing a lot God of I was you. doing I love that guy. I was doing a lot of promoting and uh for for VIP and for NAWA and MPX and you know th through podcasting and stuff like that and um you know it, it gave me an opening into the business uh more than I had in the past because you know back in 1996 I actually started wrestling uh in Georgia and that didn't work out too well. And then 99, I came back to Dallas and started wrestling again. Uh, while I was in training, I had a major back injury and I was put, I was literally put out of commission. And for 15 years, I've just, you know, I didn't even know there was a wrestling scene in Dallas. So to be able to get back into it, uh, because I mean, Literally, I've been in this business since I was 13 years old in some form or fashion. My my mother was a promoter. My stepfather was a wrestler. My mom actually wrestled on occasion. Uh, so in theory, I am second generation wow. promoter and wrestler. So and you come from a pro wrestling family, my friend. I do come from a pro wrestling family, and it's wow. been it's 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 been quite the ride. So you remember the day you remember the days of the territories very well, you know, in, in our case here in the South, you know, the days of wrestling. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm 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 very familiar with territory days. Uh you know, I'm very familiar with uh territorial encroachment, if you will. Um you know, the the politics that go behind it and all that, you know, the nasty side of professional wrestling, uh, as some people would say. Uh, but it, you know, 
in every sense it is a business so you do have to you know maintain a business presence as well which is some of the the obstacles that that we've been running into me and my wife have been running into and you know not on a negative side of things but just you know business is business so but anyway not not to go off on a tangent but uh no man i, I love this business I, i've loved it since i was nine years old you know since i was watching the von erics on you know uh channel 11 on saturday nights at my grandma's house world so, class it, championship wrestling i oh, know and, and i and i told kyle uh, a very interesting story of you know from a ma- the major league wrestling intimidation games that i was you know for wrestlemania weekend but you know you know, when you see like the, the grounds of where the sportatorium used to be, you know, it's th- that's got to be a very tough, you know, moment, you know, for wrestling fans that would come to the that would come to WCCW back in the day. Yeah, especially for the people that 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 have grown up here and, you know, grew up watching it, because when the sportatorium got torn down, I guess it what was it like 2001? I believe so. It's somewhere it's around there, you know, early 2000s, you know, it. it that was that that to me that was a piece of history and you know people did try to preserve it as a historical marker because of its because of its lineage not just because of the wrestling but just because of every i mean elvis played there buddy holly played there um that that building had been around since way before wrestling you know it was a concert venue also and it was a you know it was um it was the um Corican Hall of the time, you know, it, you know, everybody that goes to Japan, they want to, they want to work at Corican Hall. Well, everybody that came through, through Texas, they wanted to work, you know, the Cow Palace in Tyler. They wanted to work the Sportatorium in Dallas and, you know, the, the bigger venue, you know, the venues down towards in Houston where uh, Paul Bosch ran and stuff like that. So, you know, it was a destination. It was, it wasn't just a rickety old building, even though it was a rickety old building. But people did make the attempt. Uh, Kevin Von Erich, if I'm not mistaken, was the forefront on that uh, to preserve it as a historical landmark. And the city of Dallas is like, nah, it's just a rickety old building. <laughs> so <laughs> it didn't mean much to the city, of, to the actual city of Dallas. But yeah, it amazes me how much lack of respect has been given to pro wrestling uh, over the years. I mean, yeah, people always look at it. And I'm like, I don't want to get too too deep into that because that's gonna that's gonna drive me insane, but the uh, wrestling I mean, we has could talk such for hours a, on. Yeah, you, you can. Wrestling has such a proud history, especially here in the state of Texas. You know, it's in Dallas, Fort Worth. Yes. And you know, now that I just learned that you come from a pro wrestling family, you know, this is the art of you know of getting people involved in the wrestling business on this show on a unique pro wrestling podcast such as this one. You know, at right. the end of the day, for me as a journalist, I'm going to school, like learning so much. I learned a lot from Kyle. And I'm sure from a lot of the talent and you know promoters I plan having in the future, I'm just right. going to be learning so much, and that's the biggest blessing. And you know, and speaking, you know, when I was brought in, uh, you know, when I was invited by Kyle to come to the to the to a Pele Pro, you know, back in last uh, year in 2021, the night that Cam Cole won the title, yeah, you know, I believe yeah, you know, we we have that story. I'll never forget when Kyle, you know, uh, asked me for a favor, you know, I think you know to run close by to a place to grab food and. Yeah, and I remember you gave me such specific instructions that I wrote them down on my phone. I told the, the employees three times, and then, then they still didn't get huh, was that. that you? Didn't. Yeah, that was, that was me, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, I ordered uh, – uh, it was Burger Street. I ordered two hot dogs with mayonnaise. Yeah, and, and, and I they, think they forgot the mayonnaise, didn't they? They forgot the mayonnaise. Yeah. 
There you go. That's so that, that, that yeah. <laughs> that's probably a Jim Dude. Cornette story. I should tell him one day. <laughs> when you're setting up, when when you spend the entire day at a venue, for, you know, like because you know, um, you know, since we're talking about Palais Pro, uh, I'll go into my history with that. Um, I was originally booked uh, by Devin Storm to to work the very first one at the um, the brewery. Uh, God, what is it? Um, Legal Draft, Legal Draft Brewery. So I've literally been with Palais Pro since day one. Um, at one point, one of my partners, um, Mike Tatum, was renting the ring to uh, Kyle. And that was my job with him was to manage that ring. And I've, I've managed that ring probably for five or six years. And so... Yeah, so when I'm at a when I'm at a venue for the entire day, it's hard for me to get away. So I'm always trying to find somebody to go get me something to eat. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that you you were uh, able to take care of that for me. Well, you know, for me <laughs> I, I again, to got the order wrong, but whatever. Well, it's just that you know, honestly, I'll be honest. I'm still like because I feel like the fact that it was do- it was done wrong. I kind of feel like th- this should not have happened, but you know. It happens, you know, it happens all the time. You tell these employees specifically what you want. They just can't just, uh, I, I don't even know. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's unbelievable, but I was happy to do it because you know, I was entrusted with such a task. You know, I've always wanted to make a difference and help out the pro wrestling business. And when a, when a promoter, you know, asks me for a personal favor, you know, especially yeah. because Kyle and I are very close now, you know, at the, at the time, you know, our, our friendship was really getting better, you know, like that. We had a huge bond and a connection. I, I want to do anything I can to help. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's that's how a lot of people get into the business. It, you know, they 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 start out, you know, helping with setup. They start out, um, you know, being a runner, you know, real, you know, kind of helping us relay information back and forth. And, you know, everybody has a spot in the business. You just have to find yours. And, you know, it, it's not always going to happen right off the bat. But it, it, it's one of those things, you know, like a, a lot of people think that, well, hey, I've been doing this and I've been doing that. Now I can wrestle. Let, let's, you know, let's not put the horse before the carriage um, or the carriage before the horse because you got to have the horse to draw the carriage. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, the, the thing about it is, is, you know, some of us get some of us get lucky. You know, like I, I started out getting back into it, like I said, doing podcasting and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I'd had in-ring experience. I'd been trained, uh, whether it was, ex- uh, good training or not is ir- irrelevant past at this point. But, um, I, I wanted to do more. I wanted to do something different. And, you know, I, uh, I took a chance at being a referee and, you know, I had um, some wonderful opportunities thrown at me over the last seven, eight years. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, you know, when we say we're blessed, we're not, we're not just blowing smoke up people's, you know, tailpipes. We're, we're literally blessed to be in this business. Uh, You know, it's a, it's a unique business. It's a, um, not everybody can do it 
and the ones that are in it uh, are in it for a reason. And, you know, I, I like to look at, I try to find the silver lining in everything. I try to find a positive aspect in everything. I try really hard not to focus on the negatives because it's so easy to focus on the negatives. It so, is. you know, if, if I can get to a point, you know, to where I'm progressing, you know, I, I started out here, I worked to this point. Now I'm to this point. Now I want to get to this point, you know, so it, it, it's definitely been a gradual progression uh, from, you know, uh, a failed wrestler, an injured wrestler at that point to podcasting to a referee to now a promoter, you know, booker, creative, you know, it's, it's, it's been an incredible journey over the last, you know, uh, near eight years. And, you know, i I couldn't be I couldn't be happier where I'm at. Um, I never thought I could get to this point, and I think part of the uh, part of that drive is just having the right support system. You know, not not just not just your buddies hyping you up, but people that literally take a genuine interest in you, and you feed off of them, and you you actually listen when they talk. You don't, you know, we we have a, a an expression the the yeah buts you know like if uh somebody says hey you should have done this but you did that and then they say well yeah but okay well if you re retort with a yeah but that means that no matter what that person's going to say to you you're always going to have a a counter of why their idea or why what they're saying isn't important and to me it's really important to just shut your mouth and open your ears. Eventually, yeah, you'll be is, the one. You'll be the one talking. Exactly. You see, that right there is the art of when it comes to learning the ropes and the pro wrestling business. Mouth closed, ears open. Well, learning like, in general. Yeah, I mean, especially in journal in journalism as well. Like, yeah, you know, even in journalism, like when I was an intern, you know, covering the Texas Rangers, I'll never ever forget. This dude really had to be my age. I don't know what school he went to, but he asked one of the guys if he could have, of like, the front seat in the press box. And, I'm, and I just looked at him like, this dude might have just damaged his career right there just doing that. Right. You sit where they tell you to sit, okay? Yep. And I would have said, you know, what, what is there to complain about? Here we are in the press box. We get free soda. We get free ice cream. We get free popcorn. We have a good view where we are. We have all the information sheet. I mean, what else is there to – there's nothing to complain about. I'm, I'm, you and know, I'm just kind of like – And eventually I'm going to get paid to do this. Eventually, now who knows how long it's going to take. I mean, well, yeah. my in my case as a journalist, it's been extremely difficult. That sometimes I just break down, I tear up because I'm 29. My big breaks, you know, not quite here, but I know, I know, I know that I'm so close. And look, and look, in my career is taking a turn to where I feel like God wanted it to because for so many years I've sent out my resume, I've sent out mm -hmm. work samples to ESPN, Fox Sports, and only to be told. Well, to be honestly, never to get a response or to just be told, yeah, we just don't feel like you're our guy. And and, and now I'm just kind of – I'm at kind of a point, well, you know what? It's their loss, not mine because in, I have five shows now. I have an audience. I've gotten a lot of good words. I know what I'm doing. If they yeah. don't want me at the end of the day, it's their loss because it's hard to believe. But in podcasting, you can certainly get to a point where you have a better living you can ever make You know, being employed by somebody else. Now it's harder – especially with paying taxes and everything. But at the end of the day, 
you made it and you did it your way. So that's right. the way I see it. Exactly. And that's what Kyle, well, that's what Kyle has told me, along with you know, Keith and a lot of other wrestling names have told me that in the independent wrestling business. Well, you know, one of the things that that you'll hear you'll hear more no's than you'll hear, hear yeses. Yeah, no doubt. So I mean, it, you know, it, and that's and um, you know, I, I say it's it's an unfortunate fact of, fact of life, but it it really is an unfortunate fact of life. But as you said, when you can, you know, build a base on your own terms, that to me, that's 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 success. You know, I I can go work for anybody and do just about anything I'm told, but when I can work for myself and I'm the one that's getting things done, that's being told, you know, that that's that's to me that's that's a level that's a level of achievement and a level of success that not many people get. And you know, I, I'm still I'm still green in the promoter game. But, you know, I, I didn't just jump into wrestling and be like, oh, I'm going to be a promoter. You know, I've I've I worked my way through, you know, like I said, you know, I, I've I've been around. I've been in the business for a while and I've, I've worked my way up to a position and I built a reputation to where people trust me. And they 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 don't even you know, when I when we reach out to somebody for for a booking opportunity, um, usually it's like. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to come out. You know, you know, even on our first run show, which is you know, it's first run shows can be a little little tricky, a little sketchy sometimes because you never know. But if you know the person and you've worked with them before and you have a rapport with them, it's easier to go into it. Um, it there's a little there's a little bit of comfort there. So. Um, but I mean, for people that have never worked with me and never met me, or you know, never even heard of me, I can understand if I, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. So I mean, mm-hmm. luckily, luckily, everybody that I've booked, that me and my wife have booked for our for our, our three shows, have people are, are people that I have worked with uh, a handful of times, a number of times, a lot of times, and we all just have a a genuine respect for each other and the business. So, um, like I said, you know, being positive, not, not, you know, jumping on social media and, and bitching and moaning, complaining every day, every week, you know, that goes a real long way. Uh, and you know, people are more drawn to the, to the negativity. They're like, Oh man, that's, that's toxic. I don't, I don't want anything to do with that guy. So I try to keep, I try to keep business, business and personal, personal and personal. Most of the time stays within the household, within the confines of my home, because it's really nobody's business other than mine and my family's what's going on. So, um, if, if I show that, I'm not stable in my personal life. It it could project that I'm not stable in my business life, and that's what a lot of people forget. You know, uh, I, I've mentored a few people over stuff like that just because they're they're so negative about this and negative about that. And I'm just like, man, dude, you know, if if you if you're not getting booked, it's not because you're not a good wrestler. It's because you're not a good 
personality. You, you, you project toxicity and nobody wants that. So when you stop projecting that, it's, it's a different, it's a different look, you know, it's, it's a different perspective. You know, if all I ever see is a guy going on and talking about this show's great, this show's great. You know, I, I love this. I did this. I did that. I did that. That's the guy I want because he, he's positive. But if I see a guy that's over there like, oh man, this guy won't book me because of this or because of that, you know, I, I, that's just not really a something I want to take a chance on because I don't want that type of vibe in my locker room. I don't want that type of vibe in my, in my company. And that's what me and me and my wife, uh, we have to, we have to work around stuff like that all the time. So mm-hmm. it's just one of those things, you know, what, what, what people see, what you project, even though, you know, it, it may just be you venting or something like that. Uh, Lamont, uh, uh, Lou Gotti told me one time, you know, he's like, he's like, dude, you've got to calm down with your, with your personal stuff. You know, like nobody wants to see that, you know, there, there are bookers and promoters all over Facebook, all over social media. And if all they see is you bitching and complaining, that's what they're going to perceive you as is a, is a problem. And they don't want that around their, their, their environment. So, you know, I took that, I took that to heart. So I, I, I really, 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 really try really hard not to do that at all. I can't tell you how many wrestlers, I mean, Kyle, you know, you know, has motivated me like that. Same thing with Lou, Keith, Chandler Hopkins. And this will actually be hard to believe, but even, even Nastico gave me a motivational pep talk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know as hard as, as hard as it is to believe, even Nastico gave me a motivational pep talk, and Ugh. you know, you know, and I've learned a lot in the wrestling business, and you know, and, and life is tough because you know, but you, you just got to keep going. Like I'll admit today, you know, before I got here, you know, I, I learned that you know the rear camera on my car, all of a sudden the screen was pink, and then I and I lost, and I kind of went on Twitter and I and I like that, and then mm-hmm. then I turn off my car and I turn it back on, and I think it was working again. I think maybe it was just. I, I I don't know, but you know I just hope that it's nothing bad won't happen again. But but sometimes we just have those moments, and then you know and then you know here I am happy again, you know calm, you know yeah. t- taking you know being blessed that you know, I'm inter- I'm interviewing you, and you know, I just learned so much from you. I'm just kind of like I can't stop looking at the sky, pointing the sky, and thanking God for this, dude. I mean, you know, without him, without him, there there is nothing. So I mean, I, uh, just like just like every Pele Pro Wrestling show. VIP wrestling, DFW All Pro, you know, every wrestler I've gotten, a sp- I, I've spoken to. I mean, I just, you know, I'm grateful for it and I thank God for it. And I'm grateful to God. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and as I was, you know, studying, you know, your shows, you know, uh, from your first show, which was, I believe, you know, Pull the Trigger, you know, and the one uh, with Reload. And, you know, in one of the shows, you had uh, a, somebody who was a friend of a friend, uh, Franco Varga. Mm hmm. Yeah. I, I have not, I mean, I've not met him personally, but I, I'm kind of connected with him. He actually used to wrestle with and then travel along the roads with my former co-host, my previous pro wrestling podcast, Wrestling with a Bear. He's actually acquainted with Chris Rex. Oh, okay. Well, at least I believe they still are. I mean, I, I'm not sure, but I know that he and Chris Rex know each other very well. Yeah, uh, Franco's a good guy, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen him. I, I've I've seen him work a couple of times, and uh, you know he happened to be in town that weekend, and 
uh, I just happened to have a spot and we were able to, uh, we were able to connect and, um, you know, in, in the time, the, the, you know, the, I practically spent the day with him because I had to pick him up from the airport and all that fun stuff. Uh, just, I, you know, I picked his brain because, you know, he, he's a booker and he's a promoter also. So, um, I picked his brain, you know, before the show, during the show, after the show, um, and just, you know, just, a, a just a well of knowledge, um, and any, any chance that you can get to, uh, chit chat or, you know, send on, send under that, that learning tree with somebody, I, I highly encourage people to do that just at, you know, they, they, they say, well, I don't want to ask a stupid question. Uh, the only stupid question you're going to ask is the one you really don't ask, you know? So, um, you know, after, after uh, reload, uh, I asked Franco, I said, well, what'd you think? He says, well, you know, he, he told me, he gave me the, he gave me the, the goods and he gave me the bads. He said, you know, you're, you know, that there was a lot of stuff that, that was good. Like the timing was good, but there were some segments that went a little long that probably could have used a little less, you know, because they, they always say less is more. And, you know, having gone back and watched some of the stuff, he's not wrong. And, you know, I didn't get, I didn't get offended by it. I didn't get butt hurt. I didn't, you know, I was just like, all right, I'll, I'll take a look into it and, and, uh, see if I can, uh, see if I can make adjustments. And that's, that's, that's the other thing about learning is if somebody gives you something and it's, and it's good and you can actually look at it and agree with it. Now what you have to do is apply it. And that's what a lot of people forget to do that they'll listen. They'll take the advice. They'll take that criticism and they'll keep their mouth shut and they'll keep their ears open but they forget that third step apply. And that's mm -hmm. what I'm hoping to do with warriors call is to apply some of those changes that I needed to make because it, it wasn't just, it wasn't just Franco. You know, I got, I got advice from, from Matthew Palmer. I got advice from Richard Hill. I got advice from uh, other outside sources that I've, that I've, I've, I've sent the show to, um, you know, because, you know, I, I enjoy feedback. Uh, I, I encourage feedback. I, because, you know, I, I don't want to be the guy to walk around and be like, nope, I got it. I'm doing this. This is, it's my way. You know, um, I mean, of course I want to do things my way, but if I can, if I can use those resources that are available to me to make my product better, that's the route that I want to go. So, you know, it's like uh, when, when Kyle first started out, there were things that, that could have been different. You know, he had, you know, uh, we've talked about this at length, uh, that, you know, the, the cards were really long. There were a lot of matches and, you know, like, dude, you know, and not just me, but other people is like kind of thin that down a little bit. So now, you know, we've thinned it down a little bit and the shows are still every bit as good. They're not any less good. They're every bit as good, if not better, because there's more time to enjoy it. Um, I worked for uh, CWF for a long time, for about three years, uh, Christian Wrestling Federation out of Fate, Texas. And, you know, they did, uh, they did long, long shows. They had a lot of matches, but they were all short. 
And, you know, I, I told him, I said, you know, I personally think if you trim the match, the the amount of matches down and gave them just a little bit more time each match, you'd be able to get a little bit more content out of it. And every, not everything's so rushed. And, you know, and again, that wasn't just my advice. That, that came from other people. And they started to do that. And those, those shows are actually, you know, really enjoyable to watch because now they have time to tell stories, not just not just long term over, you know, broadcast to broadcast story, but stories within the match which is, you know, stories within the show also, you know, you've got, you've got the long-term story, you got the show story, and then you got the match story. You gotta, you gotta get all that in there. And, you know, that, that's what I'm learning right now is how to structure, um, long-term, not just in show story, but long-term story, you know, like, feuds and all that fun stuff so you know all all the fluff that that builds that interest and 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 the draw because that's where the draw is at wrestling's wrestling Mm -hmm. but you know anybody can go to a wrestling show but not everybody's going to want to go to that wrestling show every week or every month because there it's it's just a bunch of guys doing a bunch of wrestling moves yeah that's cool but where's the investment where's the emotional draw Absolutely. I mean, see, in pro wrestling, like you, you got to give the fans a reason to not only come to this particular show, but you want to give them that highly convincing reason why they want to come back. Like, yep. Kyle, Kyle has done an absolutely fantastic job with that. Same <coughs> thing with Keith Roberts and Lou Gotti with VIP Wrestling. Same thing with DFW All Pro Wrestling. You know, and, and no doubt, the same thing's gonna happen with No Legacy Texas Wrestling as well because those shows I've watched on YouTube. You know, I was, you know, highly entertained and, you know, and, and I'm really looking forward to see, you know, how Legacy Texas Wrestling goes in the future. Uh, me too. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just glad that we have a future. Um, you know, there, there was a there was a time where we where we were um, almost about to have to just call it a one and done because, um, you know, finance, you know, life gets in the way of stuff and. My wife, um, you know, bless her heart, she, uh, both, the first, both shows, I knew nothing about until, you know, somebody accidentally spilt the beans. Um, so, you know, if you, if you watch a, a real quick plug, if you go to YouTube forward slash legacy TX wrestling, um, you can watch the first show, pull the trigger. You know, I, my wife literally had 90% of that show booked before I knew anything about it. Wow. She had the talent booked. She, uh, you know, the only thing that she didn't have was a venue, but she had everybody. She had a date. She had talent. She had an idea and it was a father's day present to me. Wow. And yeah. I mean, you know, the, there's there's a video on Facebook of me uh, breaking down in tears, uh, tears of joy. Uh, I only cry. I only cry when I'm happy and I only cry when I'm when I'm in pain. I, I very seldom ever cry when I'm sad, but uh, happiness, you know, tears of joy. And it was just one of those things because it's it's been a lifelong dream of mine to follow in my mom's footsteps and and be a promoter and 
you know that and that's where the name legacy came from because i am my mother's legacy your mm-hmm. legacy is what you leave behind and um you know the the mission behind legacy is not just a wrestling show the mission behind legacy is opportunity the mission behind legacy is appreciation respect you know loyalty love uh kindness so i mean everything that we do yes it, it is a wrestling show but everything that we do there's a reflection behind it of why we're doing it you know it's not just carl knight to get into the wrestling game and be a promoter it's you know carl knight showing his love and appreciation for those that came before him those that are in front of him and those that will come after him you know that's 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 what legacy stands for to me and to my wife and to my family uh, so you know they say leave it you know kyle even said something about this leave it better than you found it and i'm I'm not going to say that i'm 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 gonna be the difference maker, or that Kyle's gonna be the difference maker. But by God, we're gonna we're gonna give it a shot. We're gonna we're gonna try to make that difference. You know, um, uh, something that that me and Kyle do that you don't see very often at wrestling shows is you know we open up with a with a prayer with a word of prayer, and it's not to you know tout our Christianity or anything like that. It's just to give thank you know like you said give thanks to God for the blessings that we have you know um when when i when i pray we don't we don't ask for anything when we pray we we thank uh so you know um and you know the uh on reload i had uh johnny lawless he's he's an actual minister he he officiated mine and my wife's wedding and um like every time i watch that that video and I watch that opening prayer, it just, it gives me so much um, spirit and so much joy. And, it, you know, it fills me up the way that I want, you know, I, I makes me feel the way that I want to feel. And um, I, I, you know, that's, that's just something that's never going to go away with legacy. Because when I, when I was growing up and, you know, doing um, the VFWs, and the uh, AMVETS and, you know, anything that was military related, we were required to do a prayer, the Pledge of Allegiance, and the National Anthem before we started. Now, I'm not required to do that. It's a tradition that I appreciate. And so I open my show with a word of prayer and the National Anthem out of respect. Matter of fact, our uh, our next show, uh, Next Friday, November 11th, is falls on Veterans Day, so we will be uh, we will be addressing our veterans as well. I've got a very special presentation for the uh, for the national anthem. Uh, it's going to be pretty cool, and like I said, you know, we we want to show that appreciation for those that that died for our freedoms you know, and, and fought for our freedoms. So, you know, like I said, everything that, that we do has a, has a, a driven purpose and, you know, warriors call has a driven purpose. You know, it's, it's not just, it's not just a military thing. Also, it's, it's, it's to let people know that no matter how bad it gets, you can always stand up and fight. You can always beat your demons you know, mm-hmm. because that's what warriors do. You don't always win, 
but you always fight even when you don't want to you always fight because that's what you're called to do as a warrior so i mean like i said you know everything that we do has a driven purpose so i i, I think that's what that that's what separates legacy from and i and i'm not i'm not downgrading anybody i'm not trying to to you know say that they don't have a driven purpose but that's my purpose and i think that's what separates us a little bit is that we are uh um we believe in being humble and not just saying we're humble so you know and, and that may get me heat i don't know but that's that's just like i said man i i i was just raised on a different different level of different aspects so it's uh you know i uh i i i love this business and i want to show that appreciation and to me this is this is how i show the appreciation to past present and future absolutely and you know, and watching everything, you know, so far what I've seen from your promotion, you know, Legacy Texas Wrestling, you know, you know, it's always exciting to see to watch, you know, Max Beckett. And you know, Max Beckett, uh, absolutely unbelievable. You know, and another dude, you know, I've kind of gotten a, a bit acquainted with, but you know, and another interesting, you know, talent in the ring. But of course, you know, it's always good to see uh, Angel Camacho. So, <laughs> you know, so. and and you know Corey O'Neill, who I've actually been growing closer and closer with, you know, and I think Corey O'Neill is actually set to be, uh, he's actually set to work at at Warriors Call, is he not? Yeah, he's uh, going to be taking on Franco Angelo in our Hoss fight. We, uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, violence. <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, big guys being big guys, and so every every legacy show is going to have. A hoss fight of some sort, so um, either either a tag match or uh, a singles, maybe even a triple threat. I may even later on down the road, I may even do a hot uh, uh, a hoss fight scramble. I don't know, but um, I, I I like um, I'm a big fan of big guys being big guys, or as my uh, one of my commentators Kyle Smith says, big sweaty men slapping meat. I'm not a fan of that phrase, but it's kind of a thing. Thanks to Big E and Kyle Smith. So, but yeah, uh, Corey's a great guy, man. I've, I've watched him since, uh, since he very, uh, since he started training at DFW all pro max, uh, uh, again, another class act human being. And, and that, that's another thing, you know, um, everybody that I've, that that we've that we've booked like i said i've had some type of interaction with and it's always been a positive one it's always been something that you know it left me going man that's that's a good guy i wouldn't mind working with him again so you know i I like to reach out to people that i've worked with before that that i've had good relationships with like avon axel you know even though we had a little spat uh, you know, last winter at uh, Global uh, GWF Onslaught, you know, we're we're still we're still we're still friends. We've we've worked out well. Somebody worked out our differences for us, but now he and I are on the same page. Uh, Dill Dempsey is another great guy. You know, I met him when I was working at Pro Wrestling 
No. Was it PWR? Maybe Pro Wrestling Religion down in Austin and Lucha Brutal. I worked with, uh, I'm pretty sure I worked with him at Lucha Brutal also. Another great, you know, top class guy, Emilio Guzman. Um, good, solid human being. The only person on the card that I have not sh- met personally and shook hands with is Christopher Watson and uh, Alexander Crowley. But, um, Alexander Crowley was referred to me by a fan and I checked out his stuff and I, I fell in love with the guy. Like he, he reminds me so much of a, of a young Tommy in, um, or Alistair black, whatever you want to call him. Um, big fan of that style, uh, big fan of, of the, the personality, but I'm a bigger fan of the conversation that I had with, with the man behind the, the character. Um, I, I won't pull back the fourth wall too much, but um, <laughs> great, great personality, great disposition. And to me, I feel that he is a he is an amazing human being um, just from the conversations that we've had. So uh, Xanthi and I are both looking very forward to meeting him. Um, one of my best friends in the entire business, uh, Magnificent Malico. You know, I I worked with the very first time I saw him was at a Heroes of Wrestling show, and we have been friends almost ever since. Um, when Xanthi and I got married, that was one of the first stops we made. Uh, we drove up to Oklahoma, and uh, that's that's where we hung out for a couple hours before we went to the casino and uh, spent a bunch of money we didn't have to spend. <laughs> but it's your honeymoon so uh yeah. so i mean you know i i don't I, i'm sure there's going to be a point that we're we're gonna uh end up booking people that that we've never met or working with people that we've never met and, and there's nothing wrong with that because that's that's the reach that you want you want you want word of mouth to travel you want people to tell you hey man these guys are awesome you should go work for them you know they'll take care of you they'll they'll do this they'll do that they'll you know they're they're good people um it's hard to find genuinely good people in the business in in professional well in general i mean it's hard and you know again i'm not trying to say that i'm better than anybody because i'm not i'm no i'm nobody's judge I'm, i'm no better than the next guy but I, I just know how I project myself to people, and and I I appreciate how people project themselves to me, and I like to I like to interact with like-minded folk, if you will. So, Absolutely. sorry, I, I keep I keep I keep uh, you know, not trying to put myself over, but you know, my heart. Well- I'm putting my I'm, heart. I'm, I'm glad you are because you know, the, you know, part part of the reason I wanted you here, you know, you know, it, it's to help you know promote, you know, your upcoming show, your promotion, you know, everything like that. I mean, and, and like that, me as a journalist, bring in you know somebody in, in the business that they work in respectively. You know, I will say the floor is yours. I mean, you'll be doing most of the talking, and I, and I'm just kind of I'm listening in, you know, taking it all in, just growing more and more excited. You know, seeing uh. You know, Malico take take on against uh, this the, the talent you just spoke about, Mr. Alexander Crowley. And of course, yeah. you know, seeing uh, Rook Tyler and Max Beckett teaming up. I mean, this is this actually has me really pumped up. So, so the the Rook Tyler and Max Beckett uh, at the last Palais Pro show, you know, 
uh, me and my wife, we were, we were looking to fill spots on the card and I had horsepower, you know, I, I had Eddie and, and Nate booked because, you know, those are my guys, uh, which unfortunately I will not be able to represent them as their, as their mechanic, because, you know, I, I run the company and that's kind of biased and we want to expel that, that bias. But I was talking to Rook and I was talking to uh, Max. I said, Hey, uh, what would you two think about teaming up against horsepower? And they both looked at me and they we love it. <laughs> let's do it. All yeah, right, let's all right. do it. Like, all right, give me a name. I said we we need a name. I was gonna. I was actually. I I actually produced a, a a an intro video for them and everything. I was like my my idea for their name was Whiplash, and they're like, no, nah, we don't like that. So that they 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 countered with the noise, and I loved it. Um. So you know, I'm I'm real. You know. I I love working with Rook. Uh, he's a sponge. Um, you know, to find out that he was literally driving from Oklahoma City three days a week to train at DFW All Pro. That right there, my friends, is dedication. Uh, to find out his age, uh, you know, he, he's a little north of thirty. I don't know how far north, but I know he's a little north of thirty. So he's a, he's an old rookie, uh, but he he's a great he's a great talent. He's a great person, uh, you know, solid in the ring. And when when he's not happy about something, he he knows why he's not happy about it. You know, so he can identify his 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 mistakes, and that is that is a level of maturity that a lot of green guys don't have. Max was the same way. So you know, I and. Max is Max is like my my love child. I love that man. I would do anything in the world for him. So for him to, you know, be on my first show and be on the third show and stepping into an element that he's never worked. You know, I'm I'm not saying that he's never worked tag, but you know, for me to pitch an idea and for them to just jump on it the way that they did. You know, I'm 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 greatly appreciative of that, and I'm looking forward to a fast-paced match. I'm looking forward to a very fun match, which is why I put it on first. That is your opening contest, by the way. And uh, you know, I'm I'm looking I'm looking very forward to that, and I and I hope that they stick with it. I hope it's not just a one and done. I hope that they uh, they mesh well because you know that Max, you know, is one of the coaches for DFW all pro now. And, you know, he, he's worked with Rook extensively through his entire career, you know, ba- basically, you know, bringing him up, you know, help helping with his training. I'm not going to say that he trained him, but he helped with his training. So that's a, that's, that's a, that's a dynamic that they already have. So I'm, I, I think that this is, this is going to be a ballparker, you know, this is going to be a home run. And um, I, I hope that the fans get to come out and see it, and I hope that they enjoy the hell out of it. Absolutely, and and I will be there. I'm, I'm at, you know, I will be at you know Legacy Texas Warriors Call, and for all you uh, independent wrestling fans in the Dallas Fort Worth area, I strongly urge you to not only attend Pele Pro, which is actually going to take place this week, but I strongly, yes. strongly urge you to keep an eye out on DFWR Pro, like VIP yeah. Wrestling. 
you know, like, like that. And, you know, if the Warriors call, you know, just go on LegacyTexasWrestling.com. You can get your tickets. It's actually, let me just, let me just correct you. It's Legacy TX. I, okay. I, I didn't want to spell it the entire word, Texas. Uh, it's, uh, it's LegacyTX.com. Uh, tickets are $15, um, which is, which is a very fair price. Uh, MPX, it's at, uh, 510 Harwood Road. That's the MPX event center or MPX training center. Um, and, you know, Huge shout out to MPX and Ernie Pruitt for, uh, you know, give, taking taking a chance on the first one and then, you know, giving us an opportunity for the second one and maybe the third one later on the, or the, the, the fourth one. So, um, you know, we we are looking at a February date right now for our next show um, that that is fresh on fresh on the pot. So. We haven't quite got too many details yet, but we, we are looking at mid-February. So, awesome. LegacyTXWrestling.com. Uh, Legacy yep. And uh, like I said, you know, you can find us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, we're just looking to build. We're, we're looking to build, build a brand, and we're looking to uh, expand a little bit and, you know, get some uh, – some fresh eyes on some fresh talent and uh eventually one day i, I want to do a carload show i don't know if you know what that is but i want to bring i want to bring in a carload from from the east coast i want to bring a carload in from the you know not not really the east coast but east north south you know different regions and you know bring in talent that nobody has ever seen in this area and you know that that's an ambition that i have right now and then i've got um I've got a, I've got a, an insane amount of plans, uh, as most wrestling fans do. You know, we always do the fantasy book, and um, that's just one of the things that 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 really fueled this. Is my my wife came up and she says, "Hey, give me a bunch of names," and I'm like, "Okay." So I gave her a bunch of local names, and she says, "Now." Uh, who would you put here? Who would you, you know? She she made me book a show, and that literally almost turned into our first show, minus minus a few people. So she was she was being sneaky, and I didn't know it. I thought she was just taking an interest in you know how I would how I would book a show or something like that. But no, she was she was taking notes. <laughs> so uh, that uh, legacy would not be possible without Xanthia Knight. That is, uh, she is the love of my life. She is the biggest supporter that I've ever had in my entire life. And, um, you know, without her legacy would just be an idea. She, she made it happen and, uh, you know, bless her heart. She works her butt off and I, I, man, she, she plays hell to, to get me to, to stay the straight and narrow and not, not, uh, not venture too far off um if 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 it was up to me i'd be booking forty thousand dollar shows that i couldn't afford (laughs) (laughs) it's just that sometimes you know it's it's over the excitement it's so overwhelming you're just like well might as well take a chance because it's that's what it's all about vince mcmahon when vince mcmahon took over in 82 he took he he took the chance raided the territories it's it's all about it's all about taking a chance even in, in my world in podcasting starting your own shows 
growing. Yeah. I mean, having five shows. I mean, people ask me all the time, do you really need five? Can't you just follow them all on a one? I don't need to explain the whole thing here, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's all yeah. about taking a chance. Oh, trust like, me. Just, I understand, man. I, at one time, I was I was producing three or four different shows at one time. And, yeah. you know, it, it, turned, it turned into – it was a hobby at first and then it turned into a job and jobs are blah. I don't like jobs. <laughs> the only job that I like is the one that pays me. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I get it when, when you've, when you're trying to create that much content, it get it, it gets very hectic after a while. And, um, so, you know, I, I literally just, I was going to, I was going to tone it back a little bit. I was still going to do the ref stuff and then work on the podcasting. And then the, 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 the booking started coming and coming and coming. And I just, I couldn't fit in the podcasting. And I was just like, I'm just done with podcasting. You know, I'm, I'm actually making money. So, um, it, but you know, it, it, it's still fun to, to mess around with. And, you know, I, I may end up, trying to do some podcasting again later on down the road but right now my my primary focus is legacy uh it's it's a passion project it's it's a love it's a it's a headache <laughs> but in the end it's 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 ours and nobody can take that away from us you know and no, that, absolutely not. Nobody can. And yeah. I want to personally assure you. Can you, try, you can try like hell, but uh, <laughs> my wife is five foot four and she'll kick your ass. So part of my language. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I know. you know, yeah. Believe me, this is what I'd say about my mom. My, my mom is a floral design. She owns her own floral design business. Uh -huh. She hires you. If you don't work, if you are late, <laughs> she's not going to take it easy on you, boy. But yeah. I want to give you and your wife my personal assurance that I will do everything at the best of my ability to help grow your show, tell people about your show. If you have flyers at the next show, just give them to me. You know, I'm going to do like the same promise that I gave Keith Roberts, Lou Gotti, Kyle Hessler. You know, I'm going to help you guys to the best of my ability. And I promise you that. And you know, that's, that's all we ask for, you know, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's nice to have the support. It, it really is nice to have the support, but you know, one of the things that like, you know, people always, especially around the first show, they're like, Hey, is there anything I can do to help out? You know, is there anything I can do? And I was like, man, I'm going to be honest with you, buy a ticket. That's, that's, what's going to help me the most because, mm -hmm. you know, not, not to sound shady or carny or anything like that. But if, if we don't have people at the venue to watch the show to buy the tickets to buy the merch to buy this to buy that to spend you know money is what makes this this business go if it's just a bunch of guys in there working for in front of nobody i mean what's the point i mean every you know i i could see like a one-off show or something like that to where it was just you know an empty arena show or something like that you know during covid there was a lot of that going on um but it was also produced for social media. But, you know, I, without the fans, this business doesn't exist. And, you know, we, we, we at Legacy love our fans. We, because, you know, again, 
they're not just people buying tickets to come see a wrestling show. These are people that are buying tickets to support Carl and Xanthia and the wrestlers on the card. They're not just coming to see a wrestling show. They have a personal emotional investment in us. And that's to me, I think that's what's the most important is the personal emotional investment. Um, you know, because like I said, we can, we can, I can roll down the road and find a wrestling show. I can go down to Houston on any Friday night and find a wrestling show, but am I personally invested? And that's, to me, that's what's important. Absolutely. That, that personal investment. See, right, that right there, I think, well, what me and the listeners have learned is that you have an outstanding love and passion for the pro wrestling business. I mean, the pro wrestling business, to me, much like Mr. Hessler, you know, Keith, Lou Gotti, Nasco, Chandler Hopkins, all the talent that I've had the honor to work with, you know, shake hands with and make a connection with and a friendship, you know, this is y'all's life. And I don't want, I'm not trying to bring up, you know, the whole rock and mankind, but, you know, this is your life. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so yes, yes and no. This is this is what keeps me sane. This is this is my escape my escape from reality. Uh because you know, we do have bad days. We everybody has bad days, everybody has hard days, and we all need we need that escape. Some people go fishing, some people go hunting, some people go to the drag strip, you know, just that that getaway moment. And Wrestling, you know, uh, there there was a movement not too long ago that you know wrestling saved my life, and you know wrestling wrestling saved my life. You know wrestling, you know that there was a point where I was just I was done because I didn't I didn't have a drive. I didn't have I didn't have I didn't have a passion. I didn't I just you know I was just a day to day guy, and I got tired of being a day to day guy. I wanted something. I wanted something to do. I wanted something to be a part of. I wanted to be something bigger than me. And wrestling is that. Wrestling, you know, and and to be able to to be another platform for the fan base, for the wrestlers in general, you know, that to me that that makes me happy. You know, when I can get, you know, if it's 20 people, 50 people, 100 people, 200 people all in the same room together, and we all have the same interest and we're all doing the same thing. We're getting away from our reality for that two, two and a half, maybe three hours, six. If you go to a VIP show, <laughs> shots fired. But, um, you know, we, we need that. We need we it. Yeah. Need, we need that break. And so, you know, it, it's just, you know, so it, it is my life, but it is it is also my my escape from the realities of life that just drag you down and make you want to just end. And you know, um, you know, Jackson Stone is probably one of the most positive human beings I've ever met in my entire life. And at every show that I was at, he would always come up to me, put his hand on the back of my neck, and be like, "You're gonna be good." And that's all I needed. You know, no matter what was going on that day, no matter what was on my mind at that at that moment, he would come up and be like, "You're gonna be all right." Amen. I mean, bro. I mean, it, 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 and it, you know, and 
I, I would just, I would just take that time and I would focus on what I needed to focus on at that moment. You know, I, I put everything, I left everything at the door. I left all my, all my troubles. And for that two and a half hours, you know, two, three hours that I was at that show, that was my focus and that was my drive. And that's what made me happy. So, you know, and I, you know, I, I, I want, I want to project that and I want people to understand that, you know, wrestling is a safe place. Uh, wrestling is a, is a community wrestling wrestling is it is a church of of sorts you know because we uh, we're we're all there for the same reason we're you know and that you know there are some people that are there just sit there and heckle and all that stuff fine whatever you know but the vast majority of us we're just trying to trying to get that couple hours of of relaxation and Mm -hmm. That, that's what I want. You know, that's what I want for the fans. I want them to come out and have fun, but I also want them to leave their troubles at the door. And I want them to just let's focus on this for a minute. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. I, I, I can't got tell a little you emotional how, there how for much a second. So. I, sorry, go ahead. I said I got, I got a little emotional there for a second. So, you know, uh, I know. I mean, I'm getting emotional too because I can't tell you how many, how much VIP wrestling, Pele Pro, FWL Pro, you know, how, how much I've gone there, you know, stressed, almost depressed because of how stressful it is being a podcaster being and being jobless and sometimes having an Uber just to be able to pay my bills. And I go in there and then I go out smiling. Like, uh, I, I go out of the towel and I shake their hands. I'm like, thank you so much. You know, yeah. and I make sure I don't leave until I, <laughs> until I find that talent. I say, thank you. I don't leave until I make sure I properly thank somebody that actually made a positive impact. Yeah. So, and, yeah. you know, and again, you know, that, that goes back to the people that I try to surround myself with, you know, the, the positive impacts, the, the lasting impacts, because I've met a lot of, I've met a lot of cool wrestlers, but you know, they weren't positive impacts. So, you know, um, that, that's what I look for. I look for that lasting impression. Uh, mm-hmm. I look for the, Absolutely. I look for the people that, that, you know, don't mind going out and kissing babies and shaking hands and all that fun stuff. You know, that they they look forward to that. They're like, oh man, I can't wait to go out and you know mingle with the fans. That those are the guys I want. Those are the people that that I want to associate myself with because as I've said and I will continue to say till my dying breath, this business does not survive without the fan base. And the more people that understand that and realize that and show that appreciation, the better. Amen, brother. Amen. So. <clears throat> well, well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to remind everybody that Ringside Chaos is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. If you would kindly please subscribe and share this out with all your pro wrestling fans, I strongly, strongly appreciate it. And I strongly urge you to please check out Legacy Texas Wrestling along with Pele Pro Wrestling, VIP Wrestling, and DFW All Pro Wrestling. Carl, I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for coming on the show. And brother, I promise you, I will have you on again soon one day. Alex, I appreciate it. I really do. All right. Well, thank you all very much, and I'll see everybody next time.